Copland, but written by David Carradine. I'm Justin. 70 on Rotten Tomatoes? 70? I'm Sam. This movie had it all. A call out to Car 54, Where Are You? Followed by uh, gun violence and crack cocaine. Now I know how to smoke it. I'm Jackie, and this is Staked Out. <laughs> Shakedown. 1988's Shakedown. Shakedown. <laughs> On Seeker Madness. Every week, I swear to God, Jackie, you do not know the name of your own movies. You, like, four episodes in a row, you have screwed up the name, the title of your own movie that you specifically chose. It's it's impressive. I just need to start picking ones that only have, like, one, like, one word titles. Monosyllabic. <laughs> yeah. So it could be, like, The Flash. <laughs> You'd still screw it up. You'd be like, The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Flute. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, 1988's uh, Shakedown uh, is our episode. Uh, I guess I should say this is a podcast called Sneaker Madness. If you found yourself here listening and you didn't know this was a podcast called Sneaker Madness, I hi. would like to know how that works because... Hmm. All right. Either way. Also, uh, hi. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome <laughs> just to our show. You should keep listening. through the channels. Yeah. The little channel surfing on the internet. I'm Justin here with me as always, Sam and Jackie. Um, 1988's Shakedown, currently streaming on Nowhere. You have to pay for this. Uh, it's $3.99 on Amazon Prime, $3.99 on pretty much all the rental stuff. All of so, them. Yeah. But, I, I did uh, Voodoo because I like the interface better. It's easier and faster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sam, uh, what, what are you going to tell? I I'm gonna, we, so we're, we're going to start with the oh. fucking 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. All right. 1988. You know what else came out in 1988? Willow. You know what yeah. it is as on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. yeah. A 53. Uh, that's not This good. movie is not better than Willow. No, it is not. It is not. And honestly, Willow's has got that one sequence that looks godawful with the hydra or whatever you want to call the dragons it. uh but this movie has its own terrible looking willow sequence that arguably rivals megaforce back it rivals megaforce on so. <laughs> the mat work um yeah 70s high <laughs> it's incredibly high like above the law right 47%. But, uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's his best movie. And it but 47's accurate. I I'll, I'll allow that. I'll allow that, but I will not allow this being a 70. <laughs> I mean, I I'll just get out and say I loved this movie, but a 70? Uh-huh. I wonder you gotta if, be kidding me. Let's say Heathers if, is 93 that year. That's that's yeah. right. For keeps, 17%. I'll, I'll give them that. Okay. They can have that. Vanishing was 98. That actually might have been the highest movie of the year. Big. I thought, I thought Emperor of the had, Sun was 88. I didn't see it on here. Or, I mean, I mean not got, the Emperor of the Sun, Empire of the Sun. Empire of not, the Sun. That's four years before this. Uh, M- the Last Emperor. The Last Emperor, I don't Which, think would have been this year. I would I have thought, seen that because I, I have a Oscar bunch on here. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Um, Bloodsport, mm-hmm. 41. Okay. The problem, and I, I am. I feel 41's a little low for Bloodsport. It's a little low. That movie a was revolutionary. Low. Yeah. Yeah. Um it yeah, it's it's 
yeah, it, it, there's a whole fucking genre, subgenre of kung fu movies based on that, um, mm-hmm. or martial arts films, say. Right. Both Bloodsport and Above the Law are more realistic than this movie. (laughs) (laughs) By leaps and bounds. Indeed. Mystic Pizza only has a 78. There's no way that Mystic Pizza is only 8% better than this movie. No shit. No shit. Okay. I read some of the reviews because I'm just like, what? And because I... I look at it and I'm like, oh shit, this has got a 70%. Jackie's pulling a splash too. Right, that's and what I thought. And we start watching it and I'm like, this is fucking terrible. How did this get a fucking 70? And I'm reading the reviews and they're like, there's a lot of good stunts and I mean, I'm, I'll allow it. Like, that's all the re- reviewers that wrote about it were like, it was fun. I was like, that's, you can't give it a good review. You say it's fun, but then be like, this is also completely implausible then, and then, absolutely fucking ridiculous. Then Death Wish 3 should get a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. by those terms. Like, I mean, go fuck off. You, you can't have, you can't pick and choose, guys, what your rules are, depending on what week you're re- reviewing movies based off of. You got to have some consistency. Otherwise... Peter Travers, you're, one week you're saying uh, freaking Independence Day is the greatest movie of all time. And then the next week you're like, uh, uh, fucking Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, success. Like, have some, like, integrity. It's fun. Yeah, everything's fun, goddammit. <laughs> this is, I mean, the love scene dialogue is <laughs> word salad. It is. They talk about, like, one guy was like, well, you know, uh. Sam Elliott's character almost gets lost because of the 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 poignant love scenes between uh, Patricia Charbonneau and Peter Weller. And I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know what they were saying to each other. Yeah, did you watch a different movie, pal? Did you watch a different I thought, movie? I thought uh, the love scenes in the X-rated Talk to a Naked Girl for a Dollar <laughs> were, 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 were like way better than the love scenes of the uh, district attorneys there. Yeah, right. Uh, it's direct competitors. Mm-hmm. Here's the movie that it's closest to that's an action movie that's around the same rating. Red Heat yeah. at a 68. Red okay. Heat is way better than this. Yeah. Uh, just- Deadpool, 53%. Action yeah. Jackson, 13%. This is about the same as Action Jackson in terms of plausibility. Yeah, it's similar to Action Jackson. It's got more action. I mean, Action Jackson was kind of boring. Yeah, this not was very not. Action-y. This was not that. Some action, Sam, Jackson. A movie. I, mean, that, I think you're really throwing it under the bus here because well, no, I'm just saying everybody knows that cops will go into a gunfight in the middle of a carnival and use civilians in rides as a way to block the gun from hitting them. He yeah. used children as a shield. Dodge this. Yeah. <laughs> Mississippi Burning only got an 84 percent this year. Yeah, Only okay. 14% better than Shakedown. <laughs> I'm not throwing this movie under the bus. I'll just go out right now and we'll, I'll go, I'll reiterate when we do do's and don'ts. But mm-hmm. when we got done watching this movie, I had to go poop. So I went poop and then I had to move the sprinkler. So I moved the sprinkler. And the next thing I did is bought a Blu-ray of the movie Shakedown. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I'm just. I'm not throwing this under the bus. I'm throwing the assholes that gave this a good review under the yeah. bus and yeah. didn't give a good review to like beaches came out this year. It's one of my mom's <laughs> favorite movies. Beaches has a 42 and this has a 70. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Beaches arguably made 
let's just go ahead and say probably 90% of the women in America cry and probably about 20% of the men in America cry in this year. That's like 60% of the population. This movie made nobody feel anything. No. Other than I've never what? seen beaches. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you shouldn't. It's it's full boy. It, it's a it's not terms of endearment, it's but it's not. It's a, it's a it's a weepy. It's weepy. It's but it's not like if you double feature Manchester by the Sea in terms of endearment and then yeah. lay on your face for three days. <laughs> I, I lay. I try to lay on my face whenever I can. It's just I'm passed out. Yeah. all the uh, drink <laughs> movie that everybody was wrong on came out this year. That is getting a lot of steam and people are like, you got to go back and watch that again. That's actually a pretty good movie, especially since James Conn just died. Right. Alien Nation got a 53% wow. and this got a 70. Alien Nation. Alien Nation has a lot to say. This it, does have some things to say about racism and it's quite explicit sure. about yeah. those things. Right. Right, right, and right, that right. is good. Mm-hmm. That is a very good thing. This is an extremely accurate portrait of New York at this time period. Yeah. But 70%, my God. Uh, Rain Man only had an 89. I don't know if I mentioned that. Heathers had a 93. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Clean and Sober, they make you watch that in school usually. That's a 53. They make you watch it in school, and it's not as good as this one. Yep. Die Hard got a 94. That's high. It is the best Christmas movie of the year, though. It is not. God damn it. We're not doing that. Shut up. Uh, it is. Uh, That's like yeah, two points under know. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking do the uh, Die Hard thing I don't thing like right Roger now. Rabbit. What? So. Are you kidding me? That movie. Well, I mean, it's an achievement whether you like yeah, it or not. I mean, technically, they kind of both are. But whatever. Uh, let's move on. Can we get yeah. done with this Rotten Tomato shit? Who we got here? We got Peter Weller. We got Sam Elliott. Anybody else? Well, uh, the cop. The internet. Holds the gun on him at the end. Mullet? He's somebody. Mullet guy. Shitty no, Keith or Sutherland? Just, no, not sh- shitty Keith or Sutherland. The guy, the cop, when they have the Capitol or the courthouse surrounded and he gets out of the car. Yeah. And then the courthouse lady holds up a gun to his head and she's that like, guy. make my day. That guy that was. That guy is somebody. He's, he's, he plays that guy in a lot of movies. The guy that's the uh, phone cop in the evidence room. He's played phone cop in an evidence room or at the desk in like 68 movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought he was also on The Sopranos. He probably is. He's probably in The Godfather. He's probably in all that shit. I didn't look that up because I didn't find it as interesting as one. James Glickenhaus directed this. This is considered his best movie. I would not say that this is nearly well done as Executioner. I also like The Protector a lot. but yeah, Protector's a good movie. Um Jackie Chan did not like The Protector, and Mm -hmm. so the Japanese and Hong Kong edits of The Protector are completely different movies. I really like his version of The Protector. I'm sorry that they didn't get along, but he was like, yeah, it's not just you doing stunts. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's not just you doing stunts. There's other people that are going to do stunts, and you're only going to get to do some stunts. Calm down. He's like, but I had brought all these stunts. So I guess they had to shoot him anyway, and then like, you're what in the Hong Kong version. What do I do with the hovercraft version. then? Yeah, he's like, I haven't even broke anything yet. This is I'm mad because they haven't broken any of my bones. I, I have a deposit on this jet fighter that I was planning on jumping off of at a thousand feet. I mean, yeah. What am I going to do with my deposit? The movie that, that uh, Sam Elliott's falling asleep in front of is the movie that Glickenhaus did before this, Soldier. The Soldier, sorry, because his first four Uh, movies started with The. It's Uh, called The Soldier. 
Uh, what? No, it isn't. I thought that was James Bond. No, nope, it's not. Let Die. It's not The Living Daylights, and it's not Live and Let Die. It is from The Soldier, because it's pirouetting with a Mac 9. No one does that in a James Bond movie, so we're going to have to, once this becomes available anywhere, The Soldier's probably going to be a pick. I'm pretty sure that, uh... I'm pretty sure it's The Soldier. I'm pretty sure that, Okay, uh, we can have a... You're, one of us is wrong next week, idiot. Roger, that's what the whole ski sequence is. Is he's running away with a freaking Tech-9. Jumping on picnic tables and screwing up everybody's lunch. And hot-dogging it when he jumps I thought that was the Living Daylights. No, Living Daylights is the one with Dalton. Roger Moore's no, on the skis. The Living Daylights is the one with the balloons at the end. It's the last of the Roger Moores. The ones with the balloons on the end is the one with goddamn Christopher Walken. And that is goddamn Living Daylights with Timothy Dalton. Living Daylights does have Timothy Dalton. What's the... I don't know which one this is. Yeah. All right. Let's do one. Well, it doesn't matter because it's the soldier. Let's um, watch every James anyway, Bond movie and then we'll... And, and the soldier and we'll do that. And Glick... Glickenhaus did the movie McBain, which the Simpsons made McBain. fun of. <laughs> Even though McBain isn't a, a Schwarzenegger vehicle, it was a Christopher Walken vehicle. And I uh -huh. believe that I've never seen it or Roman and I saw it and it wasn't memorable enough. Yeah. Well, it was one that was on the video shelves my whole life. And it was either so disappointing I completely forgot about it or I just still haven't got a hold of that goddamn McBain. It's, it's all in the title, probably. Yeah. Um... New York was so unsafe that they had to have a security team and they couldn't shoot at night between like 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. because everybody would have got mugged and shot and kidnapped. <sighs> Friggin' Giuliani. Jesus. Friggin' Giuliani, which leads me to my second most interesting thing. You should read the Wikipedia article, NYCPD Corruption and Misconduct. It's Whoa. quite long. I don't like want novel to length. Oh, man. The... Investigation into this time period is the Mullen Commission. They okay. found everything they needed to find, but they weren't given any power to prosecute. Uh -oh. So even though um, Dinklis, what is his name? Dinkus? <laughs> his name's like Dinkus, right? Okay. Dennis Dinkus. The, not good. Not a good start. Not good. <laughs> Dinklis. That's what his name was. That's even worse. <laughs> what, it's the guy before Giuliani. And the commissioner resigned, but nothing really happened. And then when Giuliani took over, because he did clean up Times Square, and that's where they actually were shooting on 42nd Street a lot, because Times mm -hmm. Square, even in the middle of the day, was too dangerous. Um, when Giuliani took over, he's like, yeah, the police are corrupt, but they're corrupt on, like, beating down folks and so we're not gonna crack down on this is me reading between the lines because giuliani mm -hmm, put his own investigation out there disagreed with a lot of it in times square and everything got cleaned up that doesn't sound like rudy it, giuliani at all <laughs> it seems like it's a total giuliani thing to be like we're not really gonna crack down on them until they just beat the hell right out of times square <laughs> And then they're going to get, like, some leniency on how bad they are, depending on how good they beat up Times Square clean. Mm-hmm. Is the seeming me reading between the lines on what happened there, but, uh, you know, it's not a total shithole anymore. Giuliano, he's a wacko. So, yep. yeah, that's history that happened in New York. <laughs> and, like, they're just straight up, like, I'm reading this thing, and I'm like, Eat your heart out, LAPD. Jesus. Right, right, right. <laughs> Whoa. 
Uh, my last interesting thing about this movie is that the internet seems to think that Tom Waits is in it. Right? That is not the case. The cop that confesses that he saw the tape deck towards the end of the movie is an actor named Thomas G. Waits and that is sucks. a different guy. <laughs> Go by Thomas G. Waits, dude. He does, <laughs> but he didn't at that time. I mean, Tom Waits is big. Now, because he's been an underground thing for 40 years. I remember when my dad got those albums, and that was like in 95 when Island finally re-released those on CD. Like, they were, they didn't exist. Like, you couldn't find it. I was like, he's like, we're eating, tighten your belt straps, boys, and just spend the grocery money on a bunch of Tom Waits albums. <laughs> we're like, bitchin', we'll eat ramen. Go Tom Waits! <laughs> I just think that uh, if if you're going to be in the front-end title sequence of a movie, your agent should probably know who Tom Waits is, even in 1988. Like, Yeah. But and, you got to go Thomas. And I'm like seeing it, Tom Waits, and I'm like... This is in New York. He doesn't leave San Francisco without really good cause. So it's not him. It's a different. It's a different yeah. guy entirely. Yeah. Right. Um, and Peter Justin Weller is obviously the, RoboCop. So there's that. Justin said that the opening title song was by the Chili Peppers. Yeah, the Chili Peppers are back, and I think this Twice one's off Mofo in a row. Party Plan. Hello, Slovak. His ghost lives on in 80s movies, yeah, which is man. awesome. He's like, man, those real Red Hot Chili Peppers albums, they're, it's not, they get lumped into alternative, they get turned into alternative. They were an instrumental funk hip hop band. They, they were, when they were doing their real thing, it's pretty fucking badass. I like, the guy comes up and he's like, turn that off. I hate rap. And I'm like, dude, have you ever heard rap? Because this is not rap. This is postmodern funk, you asshole. Yeah. Don't you know anything about? Don't you know anything? Yeah. <laughs> the shit that Hill Slovak would do to a guitar that people would call guitar blasphemy is really interesting and awesome shit. Yeah. Uh, fucking rap. Thanks again, Anthony Kiedis. Now, now you're because you're like, oh, I'm LA and I'm freaking crazy guy. Everybody's confused about what genre your band actually is because you suck so bad. Not this point, though. They were pretty awesome. And we can't, like, throw Frushani under the bus because, man, that guy can make a strat sing. Yeah, and dude, even at this point, Anthony Kiedis is still the weakest link in the goddamn band, Sam. The weakest link. It worked link. better. It worked better. It did. It did. In the but first three albums, link. it worked better, yeah. Yeah, I kind of just would rather have him shut up and listen to everybody else, but... Okay. He's more um, of an instrumental yeller during this period, though. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. We okay. should get into the movie now. We should do that. Uh, right. So my first note is RCHP or RHCP again. Okay. Well, I guess we took care of that. So so there's this dude. He's in a tunnel. I guess he's in Central Park because uh, they have like those bridge tunnel-y things yeah. in the park. And uh, he's like, well, no, I, no, this is my note. Okay. Chili peppers are on and there's a guy under the bridge. Oh. oh. Mm. Yeah. Foreshadowing on Earth. Yeah, and he gets stopped by a lady cop in his automobile. Mm-hmm. And she stuck his butt with her big black stick. I said, what's up? Now suck my dick. These lyrics that he writes are just really poignant. 
<laughs> yeah, oh suck, suck it, Lennon. <laughs> like, well, if you're going to rape me with that, you should at least give me a blowjob. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And that's Officer. when things got hot. Sir Psycho Sexy. Oh, <laughs> yucky. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so this dude, he's a crack dealer. He's underneath this bridge. He's lighting up some rocks and uh, up comes. Which I'd never seen somebody light up rocks like this. So I was like, this is yes. an instructional on smoking crack. <laughs> yep. The more you know, crack is not really that complex guy. You put it in a pipe and smoke it. That's it. Yep. It's, That's a crack pipe. Yeah. It, there's nothing else to do. No, I thought I had like tobacco or something in it. So what? The, the little crystal stayed in there. No. Crack is garbage. Crack is whack. Yeah, crack is whack, Jackie. No, they don't like try to church it up and be like, oh, we'll, we'll lace it with some nice, uh, some crisp Oklahoma tobacco. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What is it? This is, a, this is a Turkish blend with some crack in it. <laughs> Got some chamomile in here. It's lovely. And, and, and some crack. <laughs> it's mostly crack, though. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. All right. So. He lights up. This dude walks up and he's like, hey, man, uh, I could use a little lightning. I, I did like that. They called it lightning. I, I will give Jackie this. I've never heard crack called lightning. I thought that was a nice candy ish nickname yeah. for the stuff. I, I feel like Glickenhaus really kind of did have his finger on the pulse of New York. If you look at his first movie. Um, he made it for $60,000 and it was a supernatural horror film, mm -hmm. which means that that's how much the materials to make the film cost. Yeah, pretty much. And he uh, will later write a memoir like, why did I quit making movies? Because if you're as independent as me and you can really make movies as cheaply as I can, you get kicked the fuck out of the movie business. All right. So he's like, yeah, I don't like crap churning that off, blah, blah, blah. I already did that part. But as the guy churns off his boombox, he hits record, thus really pissing off a lot of people in L.A. Even yeah, if you're about like, to get shot and you need evidence. You didn't churn off the chili peppers in 1988, man. You get shot for that. <laughs> no, I even that's my next note is you can't record over the peppers. You can record it over the chili peppers. There's <laughs> like a second you know, note, like hopefully defense. it was a double deck, and it's not. You no. record it over the peppers. Yeah, you know, and hopefully in his defense, he was hoping that uh, he was going to drop the crack and uh, the track, excuse me. Uh, it's crack lightning. Crack lightning. Because it was a white guy buying crack. So he was like, if he starts the crack lightning song, I'm in. Was that supposed to be your chili peppers impression? No. It's based on grease lightning, you turd. Mmm. It's grease lightning. Oh. And it's crack lightning. Oh my god damn it, Jackie. <laughs> I got chills. They're most flying. <laughs> Because of the crack. <laughs> Get it, crack lightning. I mean, if you really listen to the lyrics of that first, like, opening thing, it's electrifying. Yeah. It's lightning. Okay. You better wake up, cha-cha-cha, because you did too much crack. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so that's the last we see. The cops pull up is the next thing we see. That dude's dead. The crack dealer's not dead. And the cops are like, hey, man, help this guy who's clearly a cop first. And the guy's like, no, man, he's dead. Well, then get this guy out of here. Like, they're just being dicks and stuff. Yeah. All right. It's like blatant racism on screen. And yeah. then it cuts to RoboCop 
making himself an orange Julius with instant coffee in it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then he turns on Hendrix and you realize that when the music started at the beginning and it stops when he hits stop on the tape deck and the next in movie track is uh, played diegetically that you're like, ooh, diegetic music. Maybe this is one of those boxes those critics were checking. Mm -hmm. Poignant racist commentary, diegetic music. This must be a good movie. Maybe they quit paying attention right here. And then his fiance comes in and opens her mouth and they're like, oh, well, there it is. <laughs> nope, this movie stinks. <laughs> because Turn she's off like the heavy metal. Yeah, it's heavy metal. And like, he's got a damn Jimi Hendrix poster on his wall. She lives with him. They're talking about getting a new apartment. And like within the first like four words out of her mouth, you know everything you need to know about these two. They do not belong together. No. He's you you find out very quickly through the film, like in the next scene. Because he's like wearing jeans and a shitty tie. Because uh -huh. you can do that, I guess. He's like uh, Better Call Saul. In the 80s. Um, Jimmy McGill. He's a, he's a public defender. He's I, a public I think, defender. I think that that tracks. It tracks. But she's like, you need to wear my dad's suit that he gave you. Look like one of those Wall Street guys. So you could be moving on up. And he's like, I'm a public defender. I don't actually. There's no promotion from public defender. Fender. And she's like, well, he should, you can come work at his accounting law firm. And he's like, I have a criminal law degree. That's not how any of this works. And she's like, well, he paid for your school, so you better do what he says. And he's like, she, God damn it. She's like, no, it's totally applicable. You're going to tell them exactly how they can get away with breaking the law. True, true. I guess, yeah. Currency law is, yeah, the same as well. Uh... Yeah, they don't. They're they're not good together. So he goes. She sucks. Yeah, yeah, she sucks. But he uh, wants to. He's tired of fucking jeans. He's tired of making his own orange Juliuses, uh, and living in a fucking apartment that anyone would kill for, which is supposed to be shitty because the district attorney later in the movie lives in like Woody Allen's penthouse. Did you notice that? She's got a view of Central Park. Fuck off. She lives there. She lives in fucking Connecticut and takes the train. Jackie See, I said, told you, Justin, because I, I was like, there's no way that she she must be a trust fund baby or something, because there's no way that that bitch has that apartment. I thought DAs made good money. Good money. Maybe $100,000 a year, but not like. It costs $2 no. million a year to keep up one of those places on dues and shit. Right, like, that's a 30 fucking million dollar apart, uh, condo in New York with that view of the fucking park. That's seriously where Woody Allen lives. I didn't think Woody Allen made that much money. <laughs> you know, eh. he bought a long time ago, and he still makes like two movies a fucking year. What was I supposed to do? I was told it was going to be a good deal. I got a good deal on it. I got I, a good I'm deal sorry. on it. I can't move now. Yeah, you ever move? It's, too much it's work. awful. <laughs> I, I just look at all these records. I would have to move no. them. You two stop it. I don't like Woody Allen. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> The ladies no. don't like me. No. <laughs> it's it's quiet here. It's quiet mostly except for the neighbor. I will spray you both in the face with a squirt gun. Stop that. No. I ironically, Woody Allen has been told that many times. Many times. So. He actually gets sprayed in his own apartment complex with water like a cat. <laughs> Being annoying to his neighbors. Owes him down. Okay. So... Soon ye, they sprayed me again. And then she starts spraying him. He's like, all right, I'll go in my room. <laughs> all right. So he goes down to some docks to meet his guy. 
uh, his bud. I don't know who this bud guy is. I oh, guess it's, it's John partner. C. McGinley. Yeah, right. But like, what's the character? Uh, He's and, one of the assistant DAs. Okay. Uh, and then she comes in, the DA, DA, and they're flipping shit back and forth. And he's like, oh, well, she just doesn't like me. And he's like, well, you're screwed because that's the new district attorney. No, she's an assistant DA as well. She's an ADA? Okay. So then she definitely doesn't have that much money. She doesn't. Yeah. The DA doesn't live there. I thought he said that she was the new DA. No, he's, she's like, she's a new assistant DA. And he's okay. sitting next to her. The DA doesn't actually go in and prosecute a case unless it's fucking big time. Yeah. John DA Gotti. tells his ADAs what to do. Okay. All right. Tish James, shout out. How about you get some work done, Tish? Okay. Uh, speaking of New York DAs, I know the name of one. Ha <laughs> ha. Thanks, Donald Trump. Okay. So uh, he goes down and he meets the crack guy that's in the prison. And uh, he's like, no, no, no. Okay. So I did shoot that cop, but it was in self-defense. He pulled his gun out in front of me and I thought he was just trying to check my shit. So I shot him. Uh, get me out of here. And Actually, he's like, he shot me first, so I killed his ass. Yeah, I killed his ass. And then he's made fun of him, too. He's like, fucking honky had a thirty-eight, Right. Can't kill anybody with a thirty-eight. And this is almost true, because the U.S. had to stop using thirty-eights with the service revolvers and all sorts of stuff, because they weren't killing anybody, and they were getting killed, so they switched to the forty-five in the military. It sure looks fun, though, when Frank Trebin shoots at his car with one, though. I think he's got a thirty-eight special or a three fifty-seven. Okay. Anyway. Standard thirty-eight's not a very powerful weapon. Pew. Um, so he mid talking about him, he's like he mentions this guy NC. And he's like, wait, who's NC? He's like, shit, I said too much already. I better shut up. Uh, I'm going with North Carolina at yeah, this point. Right? Like that place that place is racist as shit, man. Don't go down there. That's what he's talking about. I'm glad I'm up here in NYC where it's pretty racist, but not North Carolina racist. Good basketball team. Really good basketball team. But fuck, man. Did you see Jordan? I also thought maybe he was calling it nougat chocolate. Nougat chocolate. <laughs> nougat chocolate. <laughs> I was just name. like, at this, at this point in time, I'm like, NC, if I was going to be a gangster and I had those initials, what would my gangster name be? Nougat chocolate. Nougat chocolate was like one that came to mind. I also thought about um, Nutty Cunt. Which oh, is probably not a good one. <laughs> that probably plays right now. You could probably get away with that in the current sort of environment with where language is at. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that one, and then I'm like, oh, I got to PC it a little bit. Um, <laughs> Nougat chocolate, though. You can chocolate, nutty cunt. Um, right, right, right. Better to be racist than say a naughty word, Sam. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, help me out here. Is NC the club guy that's in the rest Nikki, of the movie? Uh, Nikki Cox or something like that. Nikki okay, Coles. Right. So it, it, I is, don't it is the guy name. at the club, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The all right, cigar all right. guy. Okay. Antonio Fargus is the actor's name. He's been in a lot of right. a lot of these actors have been. There were so many actors you've seen before. It wasn't worth like picking one out. Just, yeah. As this like John C. McGinley's in this. So I'll mention him when we get to him. And we all got right. to him. He's gone now. So speaking of guys that are in this movie, the beef. What's for dinner guy? He's in this. Uh, and ooh, excuse me. Speaking of what's for dinner. <laughs> Beer. <laughs> Uh, Same for Sam Elliott, probably. <laughs> yeah, he did have beer for dinner. <laughs> he lives in a movie theater. Uh huh. 
Yeah. So, okay. So he wakes up at, in the movie theater and uh, Peter Weller, our, our guy Roland, he comes in and he's like, hey, dude, uh, so you're like my guy. You're my one cop guy that I know, I guess, that I don't hate or anything. Uh, I need to team up with you and get this guy uh, that I think is innocent out of jail. So These guys have been doing this they've done this before mm-hmm. this is like a thing they do like yeah it, yeah they say a lot of stuff like that like oh i'm just gonna go to wall street and he's like oh i'm gonna get back together with my wife and like no you're gonna keep living in the theater i'm gonna keep going through women like it's going to sell because our real wife is justice <laughs> brandy you're a fine girl <laughs> yeah i still don't get why sam elliott He's not, I, I couldn't figure out, if, is he undercover or, like, what's his fucking deal? Because what's his fucking he deal? Does, he wakes himself up with a Casio watch alarm, right? Uh-huh. He's in the theater. He's drunk as a skunk. He's passed out with his 40. And then his, the, the DA or the attorney guy was like, hey, your wife says to pick up the laundry and come home, you sack of shit. Right. And like, you, so like usually in these movies where you get a cop like that. They're like, well, I was on my way to being the top cop, but then I was doing a drug bust and I uh, I shot a kid and I've never gone back. Oh, no, wait, that's Lethal Weapon 2. Uh, that's Lethal Weapon, yeah. <laughs> okay, like either that. way. Yeah. Either way. This guy's just like, I like to hang out with the drug I, crowd. I like to watch pornos until I fall asleep. That's his thing. And then get up and brush my teeth with baking soda. Yeah. He, and he has some deodorant and some cologne in there. It's well, not... There's not some backstory. It just is. He likes it. <laughs> he likes it. And he's the most he's the most respectable detective in because I think he's a detective. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a plainclothes detective. He's not undercover. He doesn't right. work narc, but he just sort of freelances because he's the only clean cop in New York City. Yeah, he's quite filthy. There's this whole thing about blue jean cops. And if you're a blue jean cop, which to me would be, well, that's what you are. You're wearing blue jeans. But then he starts talking about blue jeans, designer. meaning designer blue jeans, meaning you're on the dole, not the dole, the, on the take. the take. And so you go out and buy fancy pants. If you're on the dole, you pants. don't have a job. Right. You don't have fancy pants. You have dot, not fancy pants. But if you're on the take, you got fancy pants. And if you're Bob Dole, you got a pen. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe no pants. God rest his soul. Box of metals the size of fucking a garage. So according then to the Wikipedia article that Sam read, uh, Giuliani would have never have heard of Sam Elliott's character. No. 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 Because he wasn't cleaning up. He was cleaning up the wrong thing. Yeah. Right. And making more bigger messes over elsewhere, like movie theaters. Uh, so destroying half of Coney Island, right? Yeah, right. So he, uh, Roland mentions NC to him, and he's like, "Whoa, dude! Whoa! You don't get it, man. You're not from here. You don't know how it works out here on the streets. You better back off." And he's like, "Well, tell me something that helps." And he's like, "Go look at the cops' house. Like, go check that out and buy me a hot dog." Yeah, he's like, and he gets popcorn again. Like, I think the only thing <laughs> that Roland Dalton eats is popcorn, and then he gives. Uh, Sam Elliott a hot dog and a Pepsi and Elliot's like last of the big spenders I thought that was pretty funny is this all beef 
Or is this that goddamn turkey pussy shit? <laughs> this is a turkey dog. I will. Well, fuck back it. then you could actually get a hot dog that was made out of what was left over of the pig. Right. Well, back then you could probably in New York, you could probably get a hot dog made out of soylent green. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where. Was there even an FDA in 1988? You know, those hot dog guys. <laughs> those hot dogs are know, mostly but- people. <laughs> if you yeah if you were like a mobster yeah you would totally have a it's butcher a shop where way. you could just put people through the grinder and make your own hot dogs and then sell them uh on to drunks on the street corner they'd be like oh my god you got to go to jimmy's hot dog stand the best you have the best fucking hot dogs in town and everybody loves jimmy's hot dogs and then jimmy loses his distributor uh-huh. due to some inconvenient uh connections bullets yeah and uh Everybody's like, oh, God, you know, ever since Jimmy's hot dogs went out, I mean, you just cannot find the same quality of hot dogs. And then the news story breaks because Jimmy had two hot dogs left in his cart and they did an analysis on him. And they're like, oh, my God, it was Frank Peroni. <laughs> Frank Peroni? <laughs> yeah, he liked to eat pepperoni. <laughs> it's human meat. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody starts like losing their mind trying to find the human meat again, you know, just like on Sunny. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I got to get those hot dogs. And meanwhile, all the Las Vegas guys are throwing dead, dead people into the freaking lake. They're like, oh, nobody's ever going to find these. Like, oh, nice job, Las Vegas gangster guys. No, feed the people to the people, you dipshits. <laughs> they know how to do it yeah. in NYC. <laughs> Jesus, you don't need to buy pigs. You just need to shoot your competitors We're and then grind pigs. their up. People right. are the piggies. We're Americans. And you have plenty of intestines to shove hot dog stuff in. It comes in its own sleeve. That's Everything right. you need. I mean, so much money just thrown away on pigs. Instead of, you know, so serving- you just smash a guy with a sledgehammer <laughs> and wrap himself like he's all broken up into fine pieces and then just wrap him up out inside out in his own asshole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. New York's finest dick dogs. And you could have like clever names like 42nd Street. Mm-hmm. A rated X for hookers that you kill. Right. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hot tamale. Chinese checker. The dick dog, because it's made out of only guys named Dick. Mm. Yeah. And then and then to be clever, you also have one called Richard Dog. Those are for the fancy ones that you killed that were politically connected. No, those guys don't want to just they just don't want to be known as Dick. So they go by Rich. But they're still Dick. Uh like you could have like Richie Marks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, we got a long ways to go on this damn thing, and there's a lot to talk about. So, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they, he goes to this dead cop's house, and he helps take out the trash. That was very nice of him. Uh, elsewhere, but we got- But sort of. She's just like, just throw it down on the ground by the stairs. And it's like, <laughs> that's not... No, that does not... That's not how that works. Yeah, he, he He's just went gonna over get there, trash everywhere. Had tea, yeah. took her trash out, put it in the street, and left. That's it. Actually... Actually, he had so, what she was having, and since she's a wife of a cop on the tank, she just handed him a pint glass full of vodka. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You said, you want what I'm having, and this is what I'm <laughs> having. So do you think <clears throat> that that trash bag made it, or was it? Because, I mean, you know, we're from Idaho, and so, and even out here, I think the, the raccoons would get into the trash bag, right? 
but maybe New York doesn't have raccoons. They just have like yeah giant rats. In they, the scene they, previous, the the prosecuting attorney or a uh, public defender throws his popcorn bag that is empty directly onto the street. Yeah, they don't because have New ra- York is a shithole. They at don't this have. Point. They don't have raccoons, Jackie. Uh, it's because the rats ate the raccoons. So they use the raccoons to make hot dogs and sold rats them to the other size rats. of dogs. Yeah. Rats with dicks this big. Yeah. So, mm. okay. Uh, anyways, so he didn't get anything there. Elsewhere, we got some cops in a car with a CI, and the CI's like, don't shoot me. He's like, how about I have uh, a guy rape you for uh, every day, like almost to death? And like when you look at your butthole, you can see the sky. And I'm like, who looks at their butthole? And A, how would that work? Would you like, like, is it through your mouth? Like the guy's penis punched through your entire body so much that it came out your mouth and you're like, Oh, I got a dick mouth now. And then it, now you're <laughs> out and you can look at your own butt and see your mouth where you're you use eyes- a series of mirrors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoa, zap dude, you got me. Yeah. I don't want to be raped up the butt, but can you like work on your, like, you know, delivery a little? Cause that makes no sense. Like I'm going to punch you so hard. You shit out your teeth. That's one thing. But this whole butthole sky telescope thing is not yeah. a thing. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of like, uh, okay, you guys are guys, so you guys aren't going to know this. But when you go in for lady exams and it became a trend during the late 90s through the 2000s that they would hand you a mirror so you could look at your own lady parts. Okay. At the gynecologist's office. And I'm like, thanks. That is with me every day. I don't need a mirror introduction of my vagina and my butthole. Why I'm up here in these straps. Thank you very much. You know what I would do is if I was a gynecologist, I'd put you up in the stirrups and I'd get in there and I'd be like, whoa, how'd that get in there? (laughs) Sorry, ladies, that's a little OBGYN joke. (laughs) Get it? Funny? (laughs) Something odd here. Look, it's a quarter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's something That's a magic trick <laughs> malpractice that one's for you <laughs> gum <laughs> and then you just go oh, and you pop a mentos and it's okay <laughs> right everything's works out then okay so uh so elsewhere there's some yuppies at this drug club and uh one lady's like i need more drugs and i'll do anything for it and this dude's like all right well come on into this room and that's where we first see nc and uh he's like uh blow that dude and i'll give you some drugs and i'm like wait what blow that dude oh, that doesn't make any sense and so she's uh uh banging this dude and then now the cops that are in the car with the criminal informant apparently have told the criminal informants like uh the guys in that building even though he's your guy and sees your guy and they're like let's bust him yeah what? so i think what huh? happens is is that my point a to point b to point c on this is that weller gives elliot just enough to be able to shake down this nikki fellow and so because he knew two initials, that's kind of crap, dude. Even if you're kind of like a shaky, sketchy cop, I think that a NC that could be anything. Well, it doesn't matter because he's already got friends in the because he technically works for the district attorney, so he's able to get warrants. That's all. That's all Sam Elliott needs is a warrant. And okay. they had they said, "Where's the warrants?" And he's like, "Here's the warrants." He shows up with the warrants. Okay. So he's the detective uh, in charge, and he's using these NART guys because they know the territory. Okay. 
Okay, and then so the guy at the front door, right? When we see the club goers going in, mm-hmm. he's somebody. Who the hell is that? Oh yeah, he is somebody. Uh, he's not the yeah. Allstate guy, but uh, was he in RoboCop? I think he's in RoboCop. No, that's um, what is his name? He's in all sorts of shit. Oh no, he's in the yeah, Running guy, Man. He's in yeah, the he's running, in the running man. man. Yeah, that's where he's from. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, like, okay, I recognize that dude. Yeah. So Ricky joins up with them, and uh, he's like, "I'll take two of these grenades. They're what's for dinner." And he grabs two grenades. Remember that, and uses yeah. one to blow up a door. They're blowing both sides of this club open with grenades, which seems like not a real thing. Like you have this plastic explosives looks to do that. Somewhat plausible. It would kind work. Of. It would work, but there's a kind of like I don't methods. know if it tracks. Like also, that guy's name is uh, Vondi Curtis Hall. Okay. Um, yeah. Not to mention that the front of the club has two doors. Mm-hmm. So they have to get into the first door. Right. right. There's a checkpoint. They blow up yeah. because they're dumb shits, and that door is open. Yeah. And then they have to get to the Star Trek door. Uh huh. You know, that makes a little sound as everybody comes in because it's Wonderland, like legs <laughs> open. <laughs> Another lady joke. Uh, legs don't make that sound when they open. If they do, they, you got a problem. <laughs> you make an air sound when you open your legs. Lady, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> or take those corduroys off. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, they kind of wasted the grenade in the front on the door that was already yeah. open. All right. And so, then they got to the video camera thing and they're like, come on, Frank, just let us in. You know uh, what this is. They start blasting the place up and uh, shooting up the roof. Uh, get out of here, you people. And they go in the back and they get NC and uh, Richie's like, uh, you're coming with me, mister. And uh, the other guys are like, don't worry, we'll stick around and clean up. We'll catalog the evidence. Or stick my face in that lady's butt that's filled with coke. Yeah. We're going to yeah, handle this. the lady this. on the bed is like, am I still going to get my crack? <laughs> <laughs> do so, I have to do one of you now to get the crack? Well, somebody else got some crack, if you know what I mean. Hey-oh. <laughs> yeah. It, the, the Paul Bartell shows up and he's the judge for um, NC. Mm-hmm. Which is fun, because I always like when Paul Bertel shows up. I'm like, what are you doing in New York? I thought you worked for Corman. But uh, then, you know, she's like, he's got that. He's got a million dollars right here. And then he's like, no, that's ridiculous. One million dollars bail. And they're like, my client would like to post bail right now. And then they put a million dollars on his desk. And he's like, and Sam Elliott's like, oh, fuck this. He puts a a suitcase of cash filled with 50s in it. He didn't put a million dollars down. He put down like 10K. (laughs) Who knows? Hey, there were hundreds in there. That's not how it works. You don't say, (laughs) "Uh, we're going to do bail at a million dollars. Gaveled out. And they're like, here's your briefcase full of money, judge. No, you go down to the freaking bail section of the jail there's a just go down it's downstairs you gotta go downstairs downstairs. you don't whip out a suitcase the judge isn't gonna count that they have clerks for this you assholes (laughs) oh hold on (laughs) i'll add this to my other bail money yeah exactly (laughs) my bail pile it's in my office come into my chambers where we just dive into money (laughs) and then get that so just like scrooge mcduck sam elliott shows up at the evidence room and he's like, did all the evidence make it here? And the guy's like, yeah. 
And he's like, it's a lot of money, huh? And he's like, it was a lot of money, but it wasn't like a lot of money. It was just sort of like a lot less than that lot of money that uh-huh. you probably saw. Wink, yeah. wink, nudge, nudge, right. fuck off, asshole. Everybody's on the take but you. So we do have to mention one thing that that Roland does go back to the uh, dead cop's house. And he breaks into the garage and he flips up this car cover and there's a Porsche underneath. I wouldn't normally mention that. Just say that he's dirty, but the Porsche comes in later to play. All right. So uh, Roland finds Richie at the bar and Roland's like, see, here's the thing, bud. I didn't choose this life for me. The life I chose was I wanted to. I didn't, I don't want to work. I just want to play tenor sax all day. And, uh, you know, like that song, but about sax instead of drums. And Richie looks over at him and he's like, uh, you know, yeah, well, I didn't want this life either. I wanted to be married and have kids and, and pick up fence and everything. But see, wait, time out. Once this story is incredible. To- <laughs> this is the most incredible to- story. Okay, all right, hold on, Jackie. What do you want? Okay, before we move on to Sam Elliott's story <laughs> that this weird conversation takes place at, I couldn't understand the attorney. So I thought he was saying tennis sacks. Right, which is not a thing. Like it's- sacks of tennis. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? And I had to ask Justin, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Sacks of tennis? And he was like, no, tenor saxophone. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you that makes a lot more sense. stupid bastard. And I was like, he wanted to be a tennis star. Why is he calling it tennis sacks? Like, is it because he hit his sack a lot of times with the tennis racket or got hit in the sack by a bunch of balls? I don't know. It's like Rochambeau with uh, tennis rackets. (laughs) Goes first. That's what I was thinking. Okay. All right. So so Sam Elliott's like, I didn't want this life either. I wanted all that stuff I said just a minute ago before I was so rudely interrupted by the uh, uh, physical manifestation of what I actually wanted in life for a different person named Justin. Uh, so uh, so there I was, I come home. <laughs> Been a hard day at work. Let me tell the story. <laughs> we uh, met at Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> uh, went back up to her apartment. She had a dog there. Oh, oh, they were doing Hamlet, by the way. Yeah. It was King <laughs> and Lear. it was raining, and I had an umbrella. <laughs> they did a weird thing with ninja swords. I didn't get it. Uh, she had this dog. Dog had a ball, so I threw it. Dog came back with the ball, so threw it again a little harder. Sounds that little fillers feet on the floor. Didn't realize she left the window open. <laughs> 13 stories out the window. No! Right you, on. Ba- you bastard, you blew it. The dog oh. didn't die from going out the window. He, yeah, he's <laughs> she, like, she waxed the floor. Yeah. Didn't realize she waxed the floor and left the window open. Both which, contributing factors to this tragedy. Which makes no sense. <laughs> which makes no sense. And then he's like, 13 stories landed on a car. Looked out the window, saw it down there. I puked and left. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? So, it is, so I never told her she was the one. <laughs> it's like she's still in the bathroom. He just killed her dog and ran away. Well, the thing is, if I ever told her, she would blame herself for waxing them floors. Oh, God. That's what he, it's not the window, Sam. You're too hung up on the window. Everybody has their window open in New York. Dogs don't just sporadically jump out the windows like in freaking something called Mary. He's saying that the dog chased after that 
ball started sliding across the floor like a goddamn cartoon character spinning around in circles, hit a vert ramp, then went out the window. (laughs) No, it was the anti-gravity wax. It defies the dust. The dust can't stick to it. Dog got on there, flew right out the damn window. I can't stop! (laughs) Whoa! So I guess neither of us got what we wanted in life. (laughs) Me wanting a wife and her with wanting her dog not dead on top of a car. (laughs) Beef, it's what's for dinner. Or dog, Or Or some birds that were around here. (laughs) Vulturous pigeons. (laughs) Pigeons will eat anything. They also shit all over that carcass. That's yeah. another thing they do. They shit all over the carcass. Picked it clean and inside of 10 minutes, crapped all over it. Hell of a deal. I'm going to pop. I am going to freaking pop. Oh. Like, oh man, we don't do enough movies about NYC because it is. There's a reason all the comedians live there because it is just a treasure chest of of ludicrous things that happen on a daily basis <laughs> yeah his dog oh god okay all right all right so richie finds out where nc's gonna be the boss man he's gonna be at this this theater this it's it's listed as a theater but really honestly it's a whorehouse that's what happens you go in there there's ladies of the night working for a buck it's buck. <sighs> giant dildos yeah everywhere there seems to be also like an orgy room. It's an orgy. It's yeah. a fucking New York sex club. Yeah. But Just they're crazy. But anybody can get in. Like, I, my understanding is if it's a sex club, you got to have, you know, some cred. But you come in with a dollar, you can talk to a naked lady alone in a room. No bouncer. Nothing. You can't get that type of treatment. No, it's, <laughs> it was a dollar. That doesn't make any sense. Even a hundo doesn't make sense here with this sort of thing, like the honeymoon suit. You got that's got to be like five hundo, right? Well, yeah, you don't bang for a dollar. You just sit in a room with a naked lady alone. Well, we find out that he's not banging her. He's gonna, she's gonna just. Well, he paid a lot more than a dollar. He paid her a freaking vial of crack. That's like ten (laughs) dollars to beat the shit out of him, right? She's like, "Give me that crack, hell yeah, I'll beat the shit out of you." Can I do the crack before I beat the shit out of you? Because that's a fun time. Um, all right. So uh, it's the club goon. What's this guy's name? He comes in uh, that you like so much that you stopped the podcast to talk about. No, I didn't. I tried to stop the podcast to talk about Harold Perrineau, the no, no, no. pilot for The Matrix the was goon, the kid. The big goon. The, got the, big- shaved. the big dude is a different guy. Okay. The big dude is uh, Barry K. Will- Willerford. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about somebody else. Anyway, he comes in. And he yanks a power cable out of the wall and sticks it to the bed where this guy's handcuffed and fries him because he's a snitch. Fries the piss out of him with the sign circuit. Not the lady, though. She No, she's got to keep making money. I figure that the guy that owns the drug place owns this place, too. Yeah, but she was on top of the dude that got fried. No, she was standing next to the bed spanking him. Okay. And she sees the guy come in with the electric cables and she's like... I'm out of here. Three feet of safety. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that sign says. <laughs> yeah. She's like, not again. I have to dig the crack out of his fried body. 
All right, so our boys find him, and then they spot the spot this goon guy. So they're chased after him. Down, he goes downstairs. They're upstairs at the with the dead body, and they look out the window, and he's like, "Freeze!" And then some cops just randomly pull up, I guess, because they're like, "Hey, black man on the streets in New York, get him!" Uh, and he's like, "Well, it turns out, knife hands, <laughs> knife hands, what?" He has knife hands. He's like, shisha, and he kills both of them with his knife hands. And I'm like, what the fuck? Sandra sits up on the couch and she's like, knife hands. And like, then he turns around and he's got like the data camera thing from uh-huh. Goonies, but it's a Mac 10. He was- just fucking kills everybody on the street. All the cops, all the people standing there, just fucking unloads that thing, kills like 10 people, and then changes clips and starts laying into uh, Sam- Richie Marks upstairs. Oh, I know where I've seen this guy before. He was uh, he was one of Shang Tsung's guys in Mortal Kombat 4. That's where I've seen him. The guy with the knife hands and the tummy gun. Yeah, you remember him? Because <laughs> that's what this guy is. It's like he just stepped out of some hard-boiled... Like, I'm, I'm gonna... I'm going from Mortal Kombat to hard-boiled detective movie with my knife hands and a tummy gun. <laughs> He's making... I thought he was in Welcome to America. Jackie, you don't get my joke. Knife hands and the tummy gun are the joke. The Mortal yeah. Kombat. Coming thing. to this America. This guy's actually not anything. <laughs> no. And I can't find out whether he used to play football or anything like that. He just okay. seems like he's a, he's a heavy. Guys, he but, has yeah. knife hands and a knife tummy hands. gun. Like Schwarzenegger's like, oh, and knife gun, not knife hands. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. So he kills all these guys and steals the cop car. And then it gets even worse because uh, Richie's like, oh, no, it jumps out the freaking window onto a light pole, the movie yeah. theater marquee, and the guy's shooting fire backwards, which I think causes the light pole to actually collapse yeah, onto a bus it. where Richie's like, thanks for the assist, bud. Yeah, he was going to slide down the edge of this like light pole on the sign like it was a fucking uh, fire pole. But the knife hands guy shoots the top of it off and it collapses and then it collapses just so that it like gets him low enough that it can bounce. And then he just like hops onto the top of the bus and he's still going, which is very realistic, because if you shoot at anything with a Mac 10, you're actually just going to help the thing that you're shooting at. Yeah, because Mac 10 suck. (laughs) It would jam on the third bullet usually. (laughs) Right. Okay, so now he's on top of a bus. He's like, hey, tip of the hat to you. And then jumps onto a motorcycle guy gang. Peter Weller somehow just like monkeys down the side of the building like like, a fucking Spider-Man. It's not the the only time that the the prosecuting or the public defender is Spider-Man in this movie. That's true. That's true. So he's like fucking... Before, also in the scene, we should mention that he... uh, Richie's to uh, RoboCop's like, do you know how to use one of these? And he's like, lock and load. I'm, I'm from, from New fucking York. New York. And yeah. you're like, oh, shit. Okay. You moonlight as a vigilante? What the right. fuck? Yeah. It's 1988, man. So. Have you been to the park? The bus crashes. This bus crash is crazy. The fucking stunt with the guy falling off the pole is crazy. Uh-huh. And then they hit the ground. Peter Weller's already down there. Uh-huh. And he's like, are you driving or are you shooting? And he's like, I'm shooting. And I'm like, you're a public <laughs> defender who plays saxophone. Uh, I didn't want this life. I didn't, I didn't want it, Sam, but this is what I'm doing. My <laughs> mistress is justice. Run, baby. 
tricycle and yeah. start hooning after this cop. <laughs> And there's not any shortage of hooning by either party. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> Bumtown. They get to Bumtown. <laughs> they chase them all the way to Bumtown. This is so awful. Okay, so the road is closed. And then they drive right into Bumtown. So all of these shanties are all over the place. And at one point you hear somebody go, hey, my house. <laughs> it was a tent. Funny. <laughs> and then so this is the bad guy's running through people's uh, townhomes. He's killed like, I don't know, at least 10 homeless people. Yeah. Um, it's actually an Occupy movement. They're occupying a space oh. where the NYPD doesn't shoot them and kill them. <laughs> eh, no, <laughs> the, the road is closed because these people are like. Well, it was 4 a.m. I needed a place to crap and then put up my tent. So this is where we live now. Yeah. You can just take over parts of NYC, I guess, the road structure and just live there. And the city's like, well, I guess they live there. Let's put up signs. You don't get to go home that way anymore, guys. Well, <laughs> Brooklyn's and it's like they over. Had construction that they were trying to put a bridge over there or something. Yeah, the bums moved in. And then all of a sudden he's going the opposite way. You don't really see him change directions, mm -hmm. but uh, then he's going the opposite way. Maybe he took a left, but then all of a sudden he hits a chain link fence and the car is off into the river or whatever. No, he lands on his hood or lands on the top, but he's okay. Was that how they shoot him? Like they didn't Peter Weller like shoot his tires out or something and he spun. No, they, the bridge is the bridge is out. The bridge is out. They just chased him hard enough. Yeah. And then they followed him, right? Like right. they crashed the piss out of the yeah. bike. Yeah. He goes over on top and Sam Elliott like falls off the bike and goes over the bridge too, but catches himself on chain link because he's like fucking Wolverine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the guy who's an unkillable monster and his name in the movie is apparently monster in the screenplay. They didn't oh. mention him by name, but okay. he, uh, he gets out because he's like, oh, this sort of like four story fall directly onto the top of a car is a minor annoyance to me. Mm -hmm. And he gets there about ready to shoot Sam Elliott. And he's like, I'm not even going to shoot you. I'm going to blow up the bike I just rode up in here for no reason. <laughs> then I'm going to blow up your car. And he fucking shoots the bike. And the gasoline goes up. And you're like, what's that going to do? And he's like, nothing. I just like blowing shit up. <laughs> and then he shoots the car and it fucking blows everything up. Right. Like, you're the like, guy, whoa. <laughs> he shoots the trike and the guy looks up at him like, huh? What? <laughs> what was that? Nice work, asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, made made you look. And then he blows up the car and you hear the guy go. Oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hilarious. Meanwhile, the attorney is back there with two broken ankles oh, and has now been drugged he, into somebody's tent he, yeah. or raping. Right, right, right. He can't get away. Um, all right. So. Uh, OK, so the trial of the crack dealer is now starting. And uh, I, I guess they didn't get what they needed in that whole sequence at all. Nice. Nice work, guys. Um, and, uh, uh, got one more dirt bag off the street though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, uh, the, the DA is, is revealed to be his ex-girlfriend and immediately it's like, don't tell anybody because that's a fucking mistrial, bro. Instant mistrial. It's not, you can litigate against your spouse. You can litigate your against your spouse, but if your client if, if you're on the fence of losing in either direction, 
and you have a conflict of interest with the opposing attorney, your client can totally be like, uh, excuse me, mistrial. And the judge will be like, hell yeah, that's a conflict of interest. Um, that is a, a, a slap in the face of justice. So that's not true. Uh, that is that's true. Not true. It's not true. I actually went through this in court um, in a particular situation domestically with uh, situations regarding, you know, having a child out of wedlock where the judge is both of our friends. And he just goes, I have to declare a conflict of interest. I'm friends with both of these people. Do you care? And I was like, no. No, no, and then no, he's no, like, no. Do you care? If, and she's if it's like, declared, no. absolutely. If you, as a client, know that going in, that's not that's not legal malfeasance. If it's yeah. hidden, that's big time I legal malfeasance. Now, here's the thing: I think that they both declared to the judge prior, and everybody's like, and she's like, "Yeah, you guys, neither one of you is on the take, so I don't care. You're good," because he kisses her on the mouth in two in other public. court scenes. Yeah, so it's known. I don't know about this. I think it's he I think kisses it's her on the mouth in the courtroom. I think people just aren't very ob- yeah, observant. After he wins, no, it was before he won. It was not a good move. It's not a good move. I, either way, I think this is dicey. I think this whole thing's thrown out of uh, mistrial. You're not on this case anymore, either attorney. This is the problem with reality. You're having not the blown up car from the last scene. Off uh, of I have the- a problem with that, but I like that stuff. This I, I don't like, like that. Yeah, I don't like this part. Um, all right, so. Anyways, so they start uh, being like, well, why did you leave me? And she's like, because I loved you too much and I miss you. And so they go, they go start banging again, even though he's got a lady friend. No, a fiance. No, no. Uh-huh. She goes, I left you because you were having visions of grandeur and you like, wanted more out of life. Playing for the like, NYC Philharmonic with your stupid tenor sax thing. You were, yeah. you were pretending to be Spider-Man and fighting crime <laughs> at night. Besides... <laughs> just being a public defender, which you're good at. And he's like, my only mistress is justice. (laughs) All right. So elsewhere, NC's uh, doing some illegal street race gambling. (laughs) Like this was unexpected as well. (laughs) Yeah. So the crackers are there. They got a drag strip. And uh, they are dressed up as Confederate soldiers. <laughs> oh, I don't know if anybody God. else caught that. They also had an old style rifle with one of those bayonets <laughs> on it. Uh, they were drinking moonshine uh-huh. out of moonshine type jugs. Yep. So stereotyping that one yep. all the way. And their their car was called the Cracker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And it was cracker colored. Yellow. No, it was like white. A white brownish. Pasty white. Okay. Yeah. And then it had some, you know, toasting on it in the lettering. <laughs> should also mention that one of the cars is a Camaro and mm-hmm. the other is a Ford Taurus. Right. Or no, it's a Ford uh, Thunderbird, the mm-hmm. least popular ever, but one of the faster Thunderbirds ever made. And they're not even that because they're both fucking super drag cars is what they are that look <laughs> like those cars. Yeah. And then Mullet Cop pulls up and he's like, hey, you got time to talk, NC? And he's like, hold on, man. I came here to do some drag racing gambling. And he's like, oh, can I watch this race? Guy's like, sure, let's walk over here. Uh, and go. The cars go. And the cracker explodes. Like, shit. And the Confederates die. Yes. Uh, I think he died. I don't know. I couldn't tell if the guy died. It exploded, and all of the fire was in the cab, and no one ran out on fire. He didn't make it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're going to have some charred hot dogs at the right. 42nd Street hot dog cart right. next week. Yep. 
Cracker dog, get your cracker dog. <laughs> no, that guy is just going into the Hudson. <laughs> All right. Cracker so Cracker driver sleeps with the fishes. He's like, tough luck, Cracker. Uh, so then he strikes a deal with the bullet cop to take care. NC's job is to take care of Richie, like take care, take care. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, the cops are going to dump all the evidence in the storage locker from the bug that they drew or the bus that they did at his club where they said they were going to clean up. Yeah. So uh, they're like, we're going to take care of that evidence. And he's like, you're going to steal it and keep it for yourself. If I'm going to fucking kill a cop and you're going to be on my take and you give that shit fucking back to me, you cocksucker. Yeah, but you guys were dirty yeah. to begin Otherwise, with. Otherwise, I fucking kill you right now. You That's what were, really happens. You guys were Nikki's all, a He's a soft fucking drug lord it, is no, what you, he is. You're, you're missing that it doesn't make any sense. Why did that evidence ever go to the locker room to begin with? They're dirty cops. They're, all, they're working with this because, guy from the beginning. Because the warrant was issued to one Richie Marks, the caller was oh, made, brother. and something needed to get into that box. Uh, like $26. Yeah. And it had to be a significant amount of money and or drugs. Yes. So that they had something to lord over the drug lord. So they took whatever they could. They already took 75% of everything. 25% right. of it was so much that it still makes a case for Richie. Right. So they entered into the storage locker, right? Whatever I, it was to get him a max sentence, I, but they took the rest Then of I it. think all these cops are dead. I think every single one of them is dead. If I was NC and I'm this powerhouse that has a million dollars that I just what? whip out in a suitcase at, at dirt in front of a judge, and I'm like, <coughs> A, you busted into my club with another guy. Yeah. You this are on my payroll before that, and you took my shit, and now you come to me and say, hey, I'll make that other shit of yours disappear, which means you get 100% of my shit for a club that you are supposed to be protecting? Blap, blap. I just blew up a guy in front yeah, of you. Blap, that, blap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. NC's too soft for a drug lord. At the very least, right here, once he opens his mouth that second time, NC snaps his fingers. One of his dudes... Fucking cuts off one of his nuts, stuffs it in the guy's mouth, and then they tell him how it's going to go. They in so, two weeks when he recovers from having his nut ripped off by a pair of fucking pliers. Yeah, they're sewing nuts. They're sewing balls to uh, penises to buttholes, Sam. They're sewing them together yeah. in, in New York City. Have you seen New York City in 1988? This doesn't make any This whole thing doesn't make this any doesn't goddamn track. sense. A dirty cop trying to lord over a drug lord? No, your ass is dead. You're dead. You're dead. Sorry, bud. Okay, anyways, so he's like, all right, that seems like a fair deal. You know, well, I mean, I'm, a, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. We're nice to each other. Hey, let's go get a pizza. <laughs> and then the Jewish mafia shows up, kills every fucking one of them, and goes, let's start running this respectively again. God damn it. Meanwhile. Jewish mafia did some really bad stuff. Meanwhile, the Italians are looking over from the Jersey Shore with binoculars and being like, wankers. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's the thing. The Italians are like, they look up to the Jewish mob because of how good they did in New York. These guys are putzes. This has yeah. got to be like an outlying precinct of shitty crime. But it's not because we, wait, we're supposed wait, to be downtown. The Jews, the Jews have a mafia? They did. It's run New York for the whole time New yeah. York's been New York. Right. Is that true? 
Look oh, it up. Uh, have crazy. have another besides that police corruption thing that you read on the Wikipedia. Yeah. Go ahead and look up the Jewish mafia. Yeah. You, didn't you read that John Roberts book that everybody else read? We all read that. You read that, right? American Gangster. John Roberts got kicked out of New York because he was too sloppy, and the Jewish mafia was going to put the pinch on the Italian mafia because they were running the town. They're only letting him be there in certain neighborhoods. They were like, "We're going to put the pinch on all of you if you keep getting messy like this." From, so they kicked him down to Florida, from Jersey, from Jersey, from the. Oh yeah, he was, in, but he did no, no, no. in New York. I'm though. saying the Italians are based yeah, yeah. in New Jersey. They, they, they didn't run New York. <clears throat> no, the the Jewish mafias run New York. Yeah. Oh, the God, movie Cafe Society has a bunch of it in there. Like, he owns the club, but his brother's high up in the mafia. There's like a point in that, even. It's a Woody Allen movie, and there's like guys that end up in foundations. Well, it's just really hard to think of Jewish people being in the mafia, okay? Because, like, they're so nice. Every Jewish oh, person. Yeah, the weirdest, the most, uh, the you most racist like, prick. Why the Jesus. Fuck? You, there's bad the and sm- good people in every single group and class of people. Also, like, but they're too nice to be. Come on, man. Start naming toughest militaries. Israel's up on the list. Yeah, Canada. Oh, oh, sorry about that. I shot you in the face from 300 yards. Whoops. Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, oh, my God. It turns out I'm one of the most deadliest killers on the planet, eh? You know? What? Oh, yeah. We're, we're pretty off. good. If you only need two guys, you got to send in the Canadians. Take off, you hose head. Oops. I took off your head. Hoser. <laughs> I was sitting here with my mouth open because I know that the listeners can't see my face, but I'm Stop. like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, never judge people. I'm so by... naive. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, anyways, so he strikes this deal. It goes down. Uh, the trial continues. The DA's uh, like, oh, yeah, objection. And he's like, uh, I've got an objection to your heart. And she's like, here's the keys to my heart. And my apartment, big boy. <laughs> Run through the halls. And he's like, skipping. I have a dilemma. My real <laughs> mistress is justice. <laughs> but she doesn't have and a vagina. <laughs> she's getting pretty jealous of both of you right now. So back to it. <laughs> uh, and uh, in walks Bambi, uh, his fiance and her dad. And they're like, come to lunch. And he's like, dang it. I'm torn as a man. Where do I go? Justice. Booty. Dude, no, he was going to dump her ass. He's He was going to dump her, and then daddy showed right. up, and he lost his nerve. Yeah, yeah. he, he had to be like, oh, crap, this is, okay, fine, we'll go to lunch, I can do this later. He's torn three ways. He's It's a three-way tryst that he's in, Jackie. Booty, uh, money, and justice. Yeah. So, later, Richie's down fishing by the pier, and some goons are like, hey, uh, we were sent to kill you by NC. And he's like, you better drop that knife, Buster. I already locked up one of your buddies in handcuffs and threw him over a railing while you were standing there scratching your little tiny dick. And he's like, ah, runs away. You got two options. Run away like a little pussy or come at me with that knife. And the guy's like, little pussy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to run. He's like, you shithead. <laughs> It's a more he like did a whole dirty hairy scene right oh, here yeah, where right. he's like, Don't make me run the whole thing. Yeah. Made him run and he's all pissed off about it. But I'm sure not I, I'm still not sure where the bad guy got the gun later. Like yeah, he why, fell he, into he, a crowd of people and then all of a sudden he's got a gun. He's he's got a gun. Why didn't he lead with the gun? He leads with the knife. 
Like he's like, ah, I'm gonna get you like a fish while I'm holding the freaking nine millimeter in my back pot. Wait, if you're gonna kill a guy, yeah. I especially with how loose this chase goes and they just start firing wildly into crowds like you wanted it to look kind of cleaned up on the beach that obviously didn't work out when he kicked the shit out of both of you guys. It's time to start shooting. Yeah. Instead, he runs away and starts shooting over his shoulder at people. Actually, no, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one, because the first thing after um, after uh, Richie Marks uh, character, he gets the other guy subdued and zip tied onto that rail like so goddamn fast uh-huh. and then pops back up and the guy grabs the knife and he just puts his hand on his gun and he's like, let's go. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. care if you got that knife, a gun, whatever. Let's go. I'm going to put a hole st- in you. Also, like, just shoot him. All oh, these fishing guys. You weren't worried about your identity really a whole lot. Like, just shoot him while he's fishing. He was way out there, though. Yeah, well. God, they would have got Sandy. <laughs> It's everywhere. Um, so eventually Stepped on some needles and shit. Yeah. They're firing through like the spinning teacups and merry go round there. But I loved it when they were both on the, ho- the horsies, but one was a black horsey and one was a white horsey. Cause you know, they're black and white guys that uh, are not, you know, good guys, bad guys, not like racial thing, but they were spinning around on guys. the merry go round and they're shooting at each other. And like kids heads were popping off. Hilarious. Yeah. Because that's what this movie basically does. They're shooting through teacups. Yeah. At one point, Sam Elliott puts his back to a teacup and uses kids that are like, hey, (laughs) they don't even notice there's a gunfight going on. They're like, the teacups are so fun. And he's like behind them like, teacup probably won't stop it, but that kid will. (laughs) Teacups, fiberglass. Kid's probably a little tougher. Not tough enough, though. <laughs> Eight-year-old human shield. Best kind. And my so- favorite is when they go to the roller coaster. So, like, what is this guy thinking? Like, he's going to ride the roller coaster, and why didn't Sam Elliott just kind of stand there? Like, okay, I'll catch you when you come oh, back down. No, so he gets away from the teacups, and there's more shooting into crowds of children. And uh, then he takes a teenage girl hostage... And he's backing up, but he doesn't know where Sam Elliott's come from. And Sam Elliott comes from the side and does the jumping swing kick and kicks him onto the roller coaster, thereby freeing the teenage girl. And then is just on him and punching him in the face. (laughs) And then the carney's like, fuck it. You guys are going for a ride because I don't like any of this. (laughs) Uh, And the roller coaster fires up. And they're yeah. fighting on it. Right. And uh, Richie eventually falls off the back. he falls off the back, but then he's like, yanks the cords out of the brakes or something. And then the guy says something to him and he's like, no, I believe what I meant was fuck you. <laughs> he says that. He's like, fuck yep. you. Yep. yep. And the guy, and he fucking- just kind of like gets old guy out and kind of like, stares stoically up at the top of the roller coaster because he knows what's going to happen. And the next thing that happens is my, it, what's the, the thing that happens at the next thing that happens is the roller coaster doesn't have any brakes. And the guy's like, 
this is going to be fun and I'm going to get away. And then he's like, I don't think the brakes are working. (laughs) And then it shoots out of the side of the roller coaster and there's a dummy in there and it's hilarious. And it lands on top of the hot dog cart and explodes in electric sparks. And he's obviously dead and the whole thing's fucked up. There's bodies everywhere. Three teenagers. And then Sam Elliott walks up and he just shakes his head. Damn shame. I love that hot dog stand. And then walks off. And walks off. Yep. Yeah, the other wow. police are there. You know, he doesn't need to really deal with it. He's a detective. They can handle it from here. He'll yeah. write up his statement and put it in the folder tomorrow. I guess. Maybe. And then the cops are like, who's that guy? And he's like, that's Richie fucking Marks. <laughs> who's that? He's like a sort of like Batman, but like <laughs> on the payroll. So, like, what does he do? Ah, technically, he works for us for, for the most part. He just kills a lot of people, and half of them are us. Yeah, so then he gets drunk and passes out at the X-rated movie theater every night. Yeah, that's where he lives. All right, so the next thing is the trial's still going. Uh, time's running out for rolling. He calls his own guy, his defendant, onto the witness stand. The guy tells the same thing. Like, he pulled a gun. I shot him because he shot me first, right? Uh, like logistics should probably be able to figure that out, but I guess we don't have CSI in 1988. Anyways, meanwhile, at the Seinfeld coffee shop, hey, oh, yep. George is in there. Half the time I'm we're watching this, I'm like, they should be taking third. Are they going to JFK or LaGuardia? And uh, Richie's in there and he's like, Wait a minute, I thought this was a coffee shop. Instead, I'm sitting inside of a bar. Because inside, it's not the Seinfeld coffee yeah, shop. It's, it's a bar. Yeah, it's a bar. It was probably a bar back then. It probably was a bar. And so uh, he, uh, this dude this dude cop comes in, and I guess he's uh, Tom Waits, and he's like, uh, he, uh, Turns out that there was a boombox. And everybody that's in college is like, wow, this guy's amazing. And I'm like, I think he kind of sucks. Can I actually get Radiohead in to deliver these lines? And Radiohead's like, there's a boombox with a tape in it. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that'll work for me because I don't really like Tom Waits, guys. And if you get the joke. Um, It was bad. Because it's actually Thomas G. Waits. And he's like. (laughs) Really trying to have a career, and he almost made it. <laughs> almost made it. <laughs> so close, Tom. So close. So he's like, yeah, yeah he's a- probably like listening to this. Like, I did it off Broadway for twenty seven years. <laughs> you cocksuckers. We talk about movies. We don't know shit about that. All right. So he. Uh, so uh, Richie's like, oh crap! There was a tape with evidence on it. I call. I gotta make an emergency call. He calls Roland. And his, his assistant comes in, he gives him a note. He's like, uh, it's written on the note, it says, there's our tape. And Roland's like, judge, judge, your honor, your honor, I got to call emergency recess, which is a thing I can do within my power. And she's like, fine, uh, I got to poop. And we'll come back tomorrow at nine. And he goes to get the tape. Okay, good job. Yep. When I paused after all the boring stuff, you guys didn't just pick up the torch and run. Good job right there. I was taking a drink of my michelada. Sorry. Um, Me- wait, meat chilada? Is that michelada? Is that also something that they sell in New York City, made out of people? No, it's not a meat chilada. It's just a michelada. Oh, like a chilada specifically made for you. 
Like not really. It's just got more spices in it. You're gonna go what's and a take michelada? a lake. Yeah, what's it's a... like a chalada is just tomato, lime, and uh, tomato juice, lime, and beer. A michelada has got like Valentia and salt and other spices in it that make it more fun. Hmm. So they're very good. I'm drinking vodka if you and have diet a coke. Proper michelada. It's got like uh, that weird candy spice they put on the plums that I don't like, but I take that part out and. I like it. I just use Valentina and salt. Mm. Is it is it like taking a, a swim in Lake U? It's a me chalada. It's a my best life chalada. <laughs> I think a meat chalada sounds better. Just just capicoli and salami mixed up with Budweiser. Mmm. No, That's it should basic. just be on the stick that you put into your beer, and then when you're like, I need a snack, and you pull the stick out and you eat a piece right. of salami, yeah. you're like, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah michelada. Mm, num, num. Okay, so uh, uh, Baby uh, uh, Baby tells him she's that like, she's pregnant. I'm pregnant, and I'm just like throwing my notes out at this point. I'm like, I can't write this shit down fast enough. I can't do anything. There's a bus exploding a minute ago. Now she's pregnant. I'm pregnant. He's having a four-way with some, it's a love square, maybe Pentagon, because I'm not sure if him and Richie don't love each other because of how much they love justice. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So now he's got the district attorney's assistant. He's got his... Real fiance, he's got Justice, who's his one true love, and maybe Richie. I don't know. And he's like, I think I'm going to get all this sorted out. And I'm like, man, this shouldn't have to be sorted out because of all the explosions in this movie. And she's like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, fucking what next? (laughs) He's like, I can't talk about it. I got to go. I got to get down to the evidence locker and get this tape. And uh, he gets there and the cops are just being dicks. Yeah, the cops were being dicks, but when he's like, she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's <laughs> like, neat, at work, bye. Goodbye, yeah. Uh, bye. I, think, I think he knows. Um, anyways, so he gets down there, and the, the freaking cops upstairs break the lock off, the key off in the lock, and I'm like, I don't know about this. Why don't you call your pal Richie, who's on the force, be like, I got a warrant, Richie. You want to help me out? And Richie goes up there with his fucking 357 and blows the fucking lock off. Done. This guy's got a warrant. Fuck Richie off. was fucking shaking some dudes down. He was too busy, you know, making out with his mistress, Justice. Yeah, shaking dudes down. He figured down. that, oh, like, justice. he could actually just show up with fucking warrants and be like, court order, let me in. And they're like, fuck off. I also like that he a guy with bolt cutters, and-, and they're like, oh, that guy leaves at five. He's like, it's 430. He left early. I also like that he only broke off one key and you know that each one of those padlocks has their own key. And then later when he breaks back in to steal the evidence, that is not the one that has had a key broken off in it. Like I'm pretty sure that the dirty cop broke the key off for NC stuff because he thought that 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 is what was happening. And And then as the attorney, you'd be like, no, I need that one up there. That one right there. And he's like, um, oh, this is going to be awkward. Yeah. Let me just open this for you with these pliers. Oops. Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. This one's broken too. I might not be qualified to hold this position. 
And like he comes back later at night with bolt cutters. Just go down, get the bolt cutters, come right back. It's open all night. Bring yeah, your court a, order and the bolt cutters. Yeah, like, and the Don't sheriff. Don't it like Spider-Man. And the sheriff. The, that's the sheriff's job. The sheriff is not a dirty cop from NYC. The sheriff is... The sheriff's department's different than the NYPD. God damn it. They take care of the cat. cat all right. So anyways. Um, and the, the sheriff's the one that's supposed to serve the warrant anyways, right? So anyways. I guess. Yeah. So no, dirty cops. You don't get to do this. You cheater, you cheater, you beaters, you're going to jail. Uh, it's obstruction of justice. You have to arrest yourself. <laughs> All right. So anyway. Lick your own balls. You do it. <laughs> okay. So he gets bolt cutters. He climbs up the wall like goddamn Spider-Man. He busts in the window. Get about to open it up. Oh, and flicks a light. It's the dirty cops. And mullet guy's got him chained to a chair now. Yep. They're going to kill him in the police station and make him, it look clean. Right. Russian roulette his brains out. Well, Tell me where are like the drugs. And I like how they, they taped up like a clear tarp, too, so that when they're done shooting this guy, they can just roll mm-hmm. up the tarp and Dexter then it'll be style. like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he got that bullet in his head. Are you sure that he died of a bullet wound? There's no blood splatter on the walls. Right. Hey, where are you this guys taking... makes zero sense. Where are you guys taking that rug? Uh, don't worry about this rug that's shaped like a body rolled in a rug. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. We're gonna Where are go you make- going with that Viz Queen, Tommy? Oh, nowhere. Just somewhere I don't want to mop. It's get the, the distributor of the hot dogs. We got to get where the what, hot dog. Why are those hot dog yeah. meat packers with yeah. you? Yeah. We invented They're my this. friends. We got a new thing. It's called... Hot dogs and meat chiladas. We gotta have the meat. <laughs> Who do you think we are, hobbies? <laughs> Got a beer with a bunch of little smokies in it. Think you could drink that without barfing? <laughs> oh, 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 no. No, I could not. <laughs> you like, you have to pound it. It's like a half pint, but there's like oh, four little smokies in the bottom of it. And you gotta like pound it all and then let the little smokies hit the inside of your mouth and chew them up while you're swallowing the rest of your beer. You think you can hold that down? I think I could do it. I don't think I'd like it. I think I'd have a stomach ache for at least two hours. <laughs> what, what? What's for dinner? It's Coors Spam. <laughs> Coors Spam. Coors Spam. <laughs> oh god this episode is gonna i'm gonna i i'm gonna fucking aneurysm. for the mountains of bush and the valleys Brain of potted meat i'm i don't i don't know if i'm gonna make it out of this one guys all right so no. uh so okay, how about a natural light full of vienna sausages <laughs> <laughs> the taste of vienna and garbage that would like, if I even looked at it, I would start barfing out of my mouth and my nose. <laughs> like, oh my god, no! <laughs> Get your meat chiladas over here, everybody. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> all right, we gotta go, okay. All right, so they're playing Russian roulette with him, uh, telling him, tell us where the tape is. He finally gives it up. And it's in the boombox, and the mullet guy starts burning the tape. Uh, that's destruction of uh, evidence, whatever. 
Uh, and he's like, go ahead and kill that guy anyways. I'm going to go down, pull the fire alarm. Uh, yeah. You shoot him in the face. He's like, why do I fire have to alarm. shoot him in the face? Their turn this week. Yeah. But my gun. He's like, oh, I don't have a burner gun on you. And everybody just turns and goes, the only clean cop in New York <laughs> is carrying one and you don't have one? Right. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so Richie gets to the station. And he busts in right as they're about to blow his brains out because the Molly guy pulled the alarm and he made a phone call. He's like, baby, get your pack your bags. We're going to the airport and uh, shoots those cops. And then Mullet guy gets away. And Roland takes uh, he's like, I, I got to get to court. I got to get to court. And so he literally takes the world's greatest cab driver ever in history to court. This guy is Stinker Madness Hall of Fame. Only one scene guy. Amazing. If we have a Hall of Fame for people that just show up in one scene, this cab driver is in there. If this guy was every taxi cam would, cab, Sam, would you have ever ordered an Uber in your life? I'd pay five times as much for this guy. <laughs> he gets it done. <laughs> He's like, I'm a, I got naturalized. You need to go to court. They can fuck off. Because he's like, yep, those are dirty cops. They get me. This is all over. And then he's like, fuck it. It's a traffic ticket for me. I'm right. a citizen, baby. Yeah. And he fucking, and then he hoons all the way to the courtroom. Oh, it's amazing. It's so awesome. No. But he What's doesn't make it all amazing? the way to the courtroom. He doesn't. They got they a roadblock. blockade. And then there's some fucking crane operator that's like, Justice! Fuck you, NYCPD! You dirty motherfuckers! I'm clued in what's going on! Fucking, the guy, the cab driver's like, fuck it, I'm gonna have to ram my way through. And there's like, just a crane operator who's like, no, you don't. I got you, bro. <laughs> and he hooks the front of the car and he picks it up over the blockade and he drops it onto the steps of the courtroom. And you're like, that just happened? And it's still 70% not 70% on Rotten Tomatoes? Right? 70%. It's still not enough. The cops surround him and they all got their guns drawn and the, the district attorney's just have, like, oh, I heard you were coming in a cab that was flying. Uh, well, and then the judge comes out and she's like, hey, you cops, you got the justice out in the street, but on these steps, it's my cop department. Yeah, Get those guns she's away. like, the dirty cops are actually on the steps of the courthouse. I got to go fucking, oh, God damn it. I'll go yell at him. <laughs> and then the bailiff's like, I work for the sheriff's department and I will fuck your ass up. And Jackie is right. That guy. <laughs> is Holt McCallany, the guy oh. from Mindhunter. Oh, okay. Oh, now it oh, all I makes sense. I love that series. That's why I recognize him. What? Yeah, that's a very young, that guy. What the yeah. He's in other stuff now What's because that was such a big deal. He hunts with his mind. Is that like the mentalist? Uh, no, that is not what it is, It was a big deal face. on Netflix. Huh. It, it's about um, how the FBI started their um, serial killer profiling unit oh so it is the mentalist no the mentalist was like he would i don't know i can't remember what that show did he'd psychologically discombobulate you what, uh, what, no, I, what this was one that? was just they would go and interview serial killers and try to figure out 
if they were sharing similar characteristics and how those how those characteristics. So he's a profiler. Yeah, he's a profiler. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, he's the first profiler. Uh, what was that one where they downloaded 16 megabytes into his memory? 16 megabytes of information directly to that man's brain. <laughs> and he was like doing the same thing. He was like, I'm smart up here. And the guy was weird looking. Remember that show? What was that show called? I don't know what that show was called, but NBC optioned that piece of shit again and called it The Pretender. The Pretender. In like the late 90s and the early 2000s. (laughs) But they tried it first in like 83 or something like that. All right. So anyways, the judge comes out. She's like, get your ass in my courtroom, into my chambers. And uh, he's like, yes, I did it. I made it. And she's like, inadmissible evidence. (laughs) He's like, no. She's like. You had to do this a long time ago. Also, you can use this evidence to make an appeal, and it will probably work. Also, you should just do closing arguments, because you're probably going to win. Yeah, and that's what they do. He's like, God damn it, I'm not going to win. Goes out, makes his closing argument. Trial or The jury comes in, and they're like, man, we've made a decision. She's like, what is it? And he's like, not guilty. And they just like, all right. They, everybody walks out of the courtroom. That's not quite how it works, but okay. So he kisses his girlfriend again in court. Yeah. So, so that he's a free man. Uh, but outside, it's not just the media. Uh, it's freaking Richie in a red Porsche 911 turbo convertible cabriolet, he I should say. Stole the dead, dirty <laughs> cop's car. And I'm like, okay, this is weird that it's just going to end like this. And then I'm like, wait, what? He's here with the fucking Porsche? 70 and he goes, on Rotten Are you shooting or are you driving? 70 and he's like, on I'm Rotten driving. Tomatoes. 70. <laughs> 70 on Rotten Tomatoes. But I like, like how the, story... the attorney guy was like, uh, psych, I was gonna shoot, but I will drive. Right this time. He's like, we gotta bust the mullet cop and NC. They're on the way to the airport together. What? Why and I can't crossing the bridge. So now we got to go back to Seinfeld. Are they going to JFK or LaGuardia? I can't remember which one. I also don't understand why he's taking Mullet Cop with him. No, Mullet Cop's taking him. Yeah, right. Mullet Cop is the one that called his wife and said, pack your bags, baby. We're going to the airport. Except for you're not. I'm taking this other guy. The, no, he called the drug dealer, baby. He's like, we got to get out of here. Ba- oh, they're gay? Is that what's going on? They're not gay. They're Why just call using baby, code words. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> it's secret code. <laughs> I think that they're actually secretly in love. I think you've cracked this all. That's why he's taking them. She, he is baby. And they're going to some 1988 fast and loose country with the homosexuality so, laws that is in America in 1988. Wh- why it's not? Probably because like uh, Venice. I, I, I don't didn't know see any be, ladies on that plane. I don't know where you can be gay in 1988. Iceland? Well, I, I where? thought they said they were going to Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Oh, I bet you could be pretty gay in 1988 in Costa Rica without much problem. I bet you that's pretty, uh, you know. Make it on top of a turtle. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good call, gay guys. Get Get out of there. You're right. You know what? You're not good at crime. You're too nice to each other. And uh, it's never going to work, but you go live your, go live your life. Be who with the, with the one you love. Out, yes. Live your best of, lives yeah. together yes. somewhere where Richie can't shoot you both. To just death. let him go, Richie. Just let him go. 
Hell no. <laughs> These guys are criminals. So Rishi yes. gets to the airport in the Porsche. The Porsche is faster than an airplane, faster than a Learjet. So I don't think, here's the thing. I was thinking, because Sandra was asking me this, and she was like, so she went to flight school. Uh-huh. And she said that that only had to get up to about 140 to take off. And that Porsche will do 140. So it checks out. Uh, mm, mm, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, it doesn't check Cessna's, out because what Cessna's happens about next 90. is what. And don't forget that cars go on 140. I don't know if the turbo could, the turbo would need basically well, everything what it's got, really not an airport runway. Is that that thing hauls ass down that tarmac and it's driving better than it's ever driven till it hits that jet wash and then it starts right? spinning around and yeah, tumbles exactly. and they both die. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they, he pulls up next to the jet and starts, well, he doesn't shoot at the jet. That's what I thought. I was going. thinking he was going to shoot at the jet. Cause he already blew up a car with his, right. his 45 Magnum. I, I'm going to, which let I had one, to look up let, is a thing. I'm going to let you take this one, Sam. This is two nanners. Okay. Cause so, my only note is wow. <laughs> yeah. I, so let me see what my note is. Hold on. My first note is, wow, that is super not Sam Elliott trying to grab onto the plane wheel. Uh, All right, you've got more notes than we do. And the driver is definitely not the attorney guy. But good job with some shitty wigs oh, where you're trying to you're trying to pass it off. It's terrible. The the motorcycle scene had way worse oh, stuntman faces. Yeah. Like one of the gray wigs that was supposed to be Sam Elliott actually looked like a gray wolf man. Right. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so anyway, they bust down this tarmac and Michael Bay is going to recycle this whole sequence in Bad Boys later. Jesus Christ. Michael Bay loves this movie. He loves this With movie. With Cobra instead of a Porsche. It's the same fucking shot. Michael Bay loves this movie so much. He jerks <laughs> off to it all the time. Uh, anyway, Porsche hole and ass. After this plane, you're thinking he's going to shoot him. He doesn't shoot him. He's like, get closer. You got to get closer. And I'm like, what are you going to do? And he gets under the plane. And then Sam Elliott reaches up and grabs the front wheel of the landing gear. Which and is And then fine. shoots out its hydraulics. Which is And fine. then climbs up I have it. no problem with any of this in a stupid action movie. I thought the landing gear was going to retract and he was going to get up into the compartment and like go into the cabin. You can't and like do that in a the There's guy. no, no, there's no place to go. But this movie's playing fast and loose with all that shit anyway. So I thought that's what was going to happen. He was going to yeah. take over the airplane and like land it because I'm going to arrest these guys. No, no. So he you're thinking one, he's just going to like New York City hanging on landing gear. <laughs> yeah. You think he's going to shoot the engines out with his big gun because he's blown up cars and motorcycles right? with it already. Why not a plane? He doesn't do that. He gets onto the front wheel and then just hangs there. And you're like, what the fuck? And they're flying around New York and like the landing gear won't come up. Well, <laughs> Richie just shot it out. And then he pulls the other grenade. You're like, oh, fuck, there's the second grenade. That shit actually paid off. The entire time. Well, and he Uh, has shot at the plane. He shot uh, both engines out. Yeah, he shot the engine out. Fine. And and the wings, right? So they had to land. But then just to be a super dick, he put the grenade in, like, just in case. 
And then he doesn't cook the grenade. This has got a long fuse on this grenade, uh-huh. or maybe he rigged it somehow, he, right? He but he just it. tosses the grenade up into the little compartment where the wheel's supposed to go, has shot the fuel lines on the wings and the engines and is just hoping for the best. And they're like, oh, we're going to have to land this thing. It's all fucked up. And so they get a little low over the Hudson and he's just like, cool. (laughs) And bails out. He's like 30 feet off the ground and he's totally okay. Right. And they came like right back to where they started from almost. So he's like swimming and uh, RoboCop's just driving the car out to him. Like, oh, hey, nice job with that. That was pretty good. I give that a 10 out of 10 for diving off of a fucking flying plane over New York. That was incredible. Now we should go arrest those guys, right? And he's like, no, I fucking put a fucking grenade in there. (laughs) And the fucking plane explodes and they're all dead. And they're just like, oh, yeah, justice. (laughs) Justice. Sweet lady. Well, I, I didn't even know that, that that it killed the two bad guys. Oh, it wouldn't kill. It, it blew up. All he did. Plane. Well, no, in the movie, he kill, it, like it blows up the whole plane. But in reality, all he did was kill two pilots who are paid yeah. contractors and have nothing to do with anything. Nothing. <laughs> Justice. Justice. They were dirty pilots. We just have to assume that. Yeah, they were. They were late on their union dues and hadn't done enough hours. They were four hours short on a Learjet trading. Blow them up. <laughs> Later, it now did. the movie's over yeah. and you're no. like, no, it's not. Oh, it's not. You're no. right. It's not over. <laughs> it should oh, be. God. Later. At this point, I'm over. I'm like laying on my side going. Oh, God. Bad movie, Gasm. Oh. Uh, yeah, later at Daddy's di- dinner, uh, Bambi, Bambi looks over and she's like, hey, um, so the rabbit didn't die. And I'm like, not again. Not again. They're moon blood. This whole moon blood thing. We're circling back to it like every three episodes. We got this rabbit coming into the goddamn podcast talking about how please are pregnant. <laughs> There's better ways in 1988 than rabbits, especially right. in New York City. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Moon Could you blood? imagine being the pet store owner, though? Are you going to pregnancy this rabbit? I have to ask for <laughs> legal reasons. <laughs> right. Uh, so he's like, okay, well, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He's like, I realize this is bad timing, but Mrs. Whoever and Mr. Whoever and Lady, I kind of like... Yeah, peace out. And he keeps on keeping on, man. But I like and that he, he takes goes, a big bite of food. Right? Right before he makes a yeah. speech. Like, I'm finishing this dinner. It is uh, damn good. Yeah. This will, is good. I will have one more person hot dog, and can I get a top off on my meat chalada before yeah. I go represent some criminals again? Uh, Yeah, and then he goes back to being a public defender. Yeah, and they're back. like... Already, like, giving him dirty looks down there, like, you're the fucking guy that's getting mm-hmm. all the dirty cops. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I am. Me and my buddy Richie are going to kill every fucking one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Justice! <laughs> but meanwhile, the uh, old guy who's passing out lunch is like, would you like a condom with your lunch? I was supposed to give out condoms at mealtime. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird sequence as well. 
we skipped over. All the, right. For the promotion of anal rape in jail. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we know right. it's Questions. Questions. Uh, wait, before we do questions, I just have to one more time say 70 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, my first question. Did he have to carry a grenade? He just carried a grenade around for two weeks. Why did he keep that grenade around for He just carried a grenade around for two weeks in his flannel. There's no way he planned, like, okay, so I know what's going to happen. The instant that that not guilty verdict comes out, because that's how clued in I am with Justice. I was talking to Justice last night while she was whispering sweet nothings in my ear while we were having pillow talk. And she said, yeah, that guy's going to get not guilty verdict. And he's like, cool, baby, blow me. Uh, so I knew, already knew that justice was not there, that what was happening. So the instant that that rings down, those guys are going to go on a Learjet. I know this. And so I'm going to boost that Porsche that I don't know about because I wasn't the guy who found it. And it was, I was never at the trial where we talked about it at all, but I know it's there. I'm going to get that Porsche because also justice told me that while, while I was doing her in the pooper and, uh, uh, now that's, I need that grenade for that day, but that day will come two weeks from now. So he just, he put, he put it on that morning because it is his close relationship with lady justice. She's blind. She can't see how ugly Sam Elliott is. Jackie, are you lady justice? <laughs> if I get to spend the night with Sam Elliott. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> I will balance that man's scales. Oh boy, <laughs> he's almost eighty. Yeah. I don't care. He is one. Yeah, sexy a lot of people don't. Mofo. He yeah, he's aged like wine. He's gross in this movie as usual. <laughs> gross and slimy. I think he just has a grenade because he's like the guy in the one scene's like, see anything you like, and he's like, grenades. I love grenades. <laughs> <laughs> and then later in the scene, he's like, forty-five Magnum. You looking to go out to war? And he just gives him this look, and after you watch the movie, you're like, that look was, your dumbass gave me a grenade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anybody else? I want to go last. I have, I have one more question. Okay, go ahead, Sam. Because of the circumstances and everything else, would this have even gone to trial? Uh, uh, <clears throat> not Really? I don't it think shouldn't so. Have. Like when he basically says, Yeah, I'm a drug dealer, I'm just you fucking hit me with all this, right? Yeah. There's but no, they're not. There's they don't nothing. hit him with any of that. They hit him with the murder thing, and it's like the judge looks at all of it and goes He hit here, he hit here, uh -huh. both of them were shot. Right. The there wasn't a badge laying on the ground, there wasn't anything. There wasn't I thought the cop didn't even have his badge with him. Didn't even narcs don't carry one, so they don't get caught. Remember right. departed? Yeah, yeah. No, I like, and then also like, IA is not involved in this movie at all. IA There's would no IA. also go into his house and be like, "So Portia, not accounted for by anything." And also, <laughs> dude, nice, nice job, freaking uh, Roland when he's like. He calls the guy that he bought the Porsche from as his witness, and prosecution's like, oh, yeah, well, where's the paperwork? There doesn't need to be any paperwork. I've got pictures of the Porsche oh. in his garage. You is can't, one of him working on it. 
He broke in to find that illegally inadmissible. Then you go back and you say, ma'am, can I open up your garage? And now he's got, like, dude, he's not a good attorney. He's not a good attorney. But no, yes, this should have been thrown out of court. He's the lover of justice. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did have a warrant and then break into the police station anyway. Yeah, like, like that, no, that he, it's like, this is not good attorney, Val. No, this one plays out real fast. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to do and a I year still, at Rikers and you're going back mistrial. selling drugs. I still stay mistrial even if it, it gets would have been a mistrial, yeah, but also, like, they plead before. This one didn't even see a trial. They just, they were like, let's sweep all this under the rug. You're getting a year at Rikers. We're going to let you out at six months. You'll be back on the streets selling drugs in six months. All right. My last question, my only question is, what would it have taken to get it to a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes? Is it possible? Jackie, I'm going to start with you. Could this have been a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes if you made some certain changes? I, well, that's the thing is I don't want to make any changes because the nonsense bullshit conversations like the bed, the pillow talk, um, the bar talk about the dog falling out of a window. They're just so odd and weird that you're like, that's what makes this movie so great for me. Yeah, but you're a reviewer on Stinker Madness, not a person that reviews for Rotten Tomatoes. How, what could you do? I love it as well, but what could you do to actually make it comparable to, say, a a modern movie like, say, I want to say um, Thor Ragnarok was a 70 as well. Is this Thor Ragnarok? No. (laughs) The matting would have had to be better. The storyline yeah. yeah. had to given you a reason to give a shit about guy who sleeps at the triple X theater every night with a beer can. Right. Right. Um, it, you know, it's just, most of the guys in this movie are just douchebags that you're like, yeah, make them hot dogs. Um, so, I mean, you would have just had to have more character development and uh, uh, more of an arc, like an actual story arc, like a or redemption, at least yeah. some, at least some backstory on Sam Elliott's character about why he's not a dirty dog, 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 death, dog, death. That's all we got. Slippery floors and dog death. Less action and stunts. That's what you're suggesting, Sam. Well, I'm just saying like in her line Mm -hmm. of if I had more of this and more of this, then it would work. And one of the ways that makes that work is to not be blowing up vehicles with guns. Yeah. I liked that part. It was I, of course I, I liked, liked that, that part. part too. I, I, In fact, are you done, Jackie? No, go ahead. I would say that what you could do to get this to 70% on Rotten Tomatoes is to make it the movie Willow. <laughs> <laughs> Willow should have a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes and yes, this should have should. a 27. Um, I was thinking there was a part there was one part that I thought, okay, all that other silly business, I might be able to forgive if they do this and they didn't. I, I was, I was waiting for it is if he, uh, the drug dealer was found guilty and the cops, it just keeps going. And like, it pans up, you know, a city, they have some dialogue, you know, Hey, it's just, it's, it's Chinatown, Jake. And it pans yeah. up over the city. I would have been like, okay, all right, it has some messages. Damn it, the, the, the you yeah. know the process just keeps going, but they go to the freaking. Oh, he's not guilty. I gotta get to the airport to 
like blow a guy up to do a freaking Jackie Chan style uh, climax to this movie. I'm like, what the hell? But I think yeah. I think it could. I still probably wouldn't have given it a 70, but I would no. like, OK, 70. I get it. It makes some, you know, some things it says if he's found guilty and the cycle progresses, I would have probably put it at like a 60 in reality. But uh, okay. I wouldn't have thrown a wall I'd fit. Maybe so in your line, I say make the action a little bit more plausible. Mm -hmm. And then the ending not only has a guilty verdict, a cycle continuing, but him leaving the assistant district attorney and getting married to go to Wall Street because he just can't handle it anymore. uh, There you go. That's another good. Another good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Then all of a sudden you're getting closer to 56. (laughs) (laughs) And now I want to make my main point about why this shouldn't have been a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes, because when this is when a movie like this gets a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes instead of, say, uh, 27 or a 35 or Mm -hmm. a 40 Mm -hmm. or even a 50. Right. What it does is it makes people think. That they're getting into a movie they're not getting into, and then they're then you have that tip side of Rotten Tomatoes where the yeah. user review is really bad because people are expecting a good movie and they get shit yeah. in their eyes. But the people that would love this, like us, that are looking for those twenty sevens, thirty fives, we see it and we're like, "This is fucking screen gold for an eighties action lover." Yeah, this is. Solid, and because it was misreviewed in its time, nobody fucking knows about it. Nobody's seen it, and we're here to fix that. Justice, Sam also loves justice. (laughs) You're having an affair with justice, Sam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) she tickles your butt. (laughs) She stuck my butt with her big black stick. I didn't even have time to say suck my dick. I was like, ow, that hurts. Stop. <laughs> popcorn. 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 Words, popcorn. Sexy, sexy popcorn. All right. Uh, I agree. I don't think we could do better than saying on that. Uh, well, let's make this quick. Final recommendations. I'll go first. Do. Jackie. Do. Sam. Because we only say we're not going to make you rent the movie (laughs) on a $4 proposal unless we think you should do it. This one holds right up. Spend $4 and watch it. I bought it for $10 after I spent $4 watching it. It is bonkers. Um, All right. There you go. That's your episode, guys. Uh, Next week will be my pick. I don't have one yet. Uh, There's also a chance that we might take next week off because we got some things to do, but we'll see. Uh, Either way, I hope you guys had a great week. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, Follow us on uh, Facebook.com forward slash Shaker Badges, Twitter.com slash Shaker Badges. Go to the website. Just start clicking buttons Uh, and get to the chopper.